So is he real? Who? The boogeyman. I read you quoted. You don't believe in the boogeyman? I believe in Michael Myers, a deranged serial killer, but the boogeyman, no. Well, you should. Okay. Michael Myers is a human being who killed his sister when he was six years old, and he came after you. We just want to know why. We want a glimpse inside his mind. That's why your story is so important. My story? Two failed marriages, rocky relationship with your daughter and granddaughter. Michael Myers murdered five people, and he's a human being we need to understand. I'm twice divorced, and I'm a basket case. They're transferring him. Tomorrow, 7 o'clock. Yeah, he'll be locked away until the end of his days. That's the idea. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another sweet, sweet podcast. This is Citizen Frame. I am Kieran, the host, and we're here to talk, well, to continue, I guess you can say, our retrospective of the Halloween franchise. We kind of skipped. Good thing you said that. I had no idea what movie we were doing. <laughs> Why? Why? Completely lost. I mean, I wouldn't have guessed that it was the final, well, not even the final part, but nearly final part of Halloween. You know, it's funny, it's funny you say it because we've done just just a couple of them. We're not doing the whole bloody franchise because a lot of them are shit. But um, when you do them so quickly back to back and you're kind of talking about the same character, you know, the same kind of environment, you know, uh, for yes. the last you know handful of podcasts, you do kind of get lost. <laughs> I'm right in saying that this one's mm. the reboot of Halloween 3. So this is um, the return of Dr. Chalice. <laughs> yeah. fucking hope not <laughs> I'd watch that movie I'd watch that oh, I guess uh, I'd have to watch it him and his moustache with our writing well not even our writing our, <laughs> we, we don't have a script <laughs> we, we take we take full uh, responsibility for Halloween <laughs> Halloween 3 we wrote yeah. it did you know yeah. <laughs> we just, uh, we just yeah. I was the director I was like and action cut perfect this next that was it <laughs> cut perfect next don't you want to retake no we're good got it put that in the can yeah. perfect Explain your acting was perfect you didn't do anything <laughs> turn it off <laughs> I love Halloween 3 I think it's my favorite movie of all time now <laughs> wow. you're, you're going to be taking down all your Michael Myers stuff putting up photos of Dr. Chalice <laughs> yeah his ringtone just constant uh, what are we on here oh yes everybody that's Nula and Colin <laughs> oh yeah hey guys yeah. <laughs> we're back who could have foreseen <laughs> we're here to talk about uh, the very uh, much anticipated Halloween reboot slash sequel um this came out in 2018 i was dying to see this one i know i remember when john carpenter he's the one who actually announced it because he's they got him on board to executive produce but also to do the score so he's Mm -hmm. come back to his baby i guess you can say full circle and that's where people thought this might be pretty good you know used to be about the oh god here we go blumhouse doing a reboot this is gonna suck but once we found Carpenter got involved, we knew something was there. The funny thing is with this little film is you wouldn't think of the director and writer. Um, the director is a man called David Gordon Green. Now, he does more comedies like Pineapple Express. Mm. Classic. Uh, 
He did Your Highness. Um, but if you look at his his back catalog, he's done some good dark character studies. Movies like Undertow and uh, Joe with uh, Nicolas Cage. The very dark family dramas. Mm. And it could be quite violent. And um, so kind of see where he might be a good fit for the direct, you know, for directing. Uh, then you got the opposite end. You got his best bud, Danny McBride, who is comic gem. I love him a lot. I think he's very funny. You guys got to see the show, Vice Principals. Very funny, very funny show. But he does a lot of tongue-in-cheek, Jim Carrey-esque kind of comedy. Um, definitely something outside the box uh, to bring him on board to help co-write this. But when I thought about it, when this was when this was said and done, uh, I mentioned David Gordon Green would be a perfect fit because this this one does really does deal with uh, family dynamic, and it deals with you know um, past uh, past histories or uh, tormented souls, I guess you could say, and how people deal with death and uh, so forth, especially mm. the, what we're going to come up with when you talk about Laurie Strode. And so I, and he's obviously got pretty decent street cred behind the camera. And, but most importantly, these two guys are fanboys. These guys loved Halloween. They grew up admiring Halloween. They know everything about Halloween. So when you, when you take all those little, um, uh, experiences and plus the fact that they're fanboys, and this is what we got was the Halloween reboot or slash Halloween 2018. I think it's just called Halloween, to be fair. Is it like yeah, a it like an like an approved sequel to the original Halloween? Yeah. See, there. Mm-hmm. Are, this is what was cool about it. Um, we talked about Halloween 2, and you guys said it was all right. I mean, you saw worse. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I liked it a little more, being the fanboy. But what these guys, these guys knew Halloween 2 was, did critic. Uh, did pretty well at the box office. Plus, it was quite critically accepted hmm. um, by the fans and by critics. So they wanted to pay homage to that, and they do that quite a bit in the Halloween reboot. And we'll talk about those scenes um, because they want to kept let people know that even though we're throwing all the sequels away, we're still going to give a little nod of the cap to the the one yeah. that came close to you know hitting a home run, but just didn't quite get there, which was Halloween two. Um, but let's just jump into it. The opening scene. Hmm. What you guys think? I liked it. You were introduced to Dana Haynes and Aaron Corey. They are podcasters. <laughs> we're fucked. <laughs> um, well, we're not going and poking bars with a fucking mask. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, we could be. We could be poking the Halloween fanboys. They're like, this is sacrilege. I completely disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Come at it, bros. Tell us how you feel about it in the in the comments, but um, yeah, it was it was all right. Um, I don't know what your man was expecting to happen when he turned up. Like, say something, Michael. Like, what what did you think was going to happen? He hasn't spoken forty years. You know, well, just because you turn up, he's going to start chatting. When he walks up to him, and first of all, let's get the continuity part. I love the continuity where you have the scar from his neck from the needle point. Mm-hmm. And his eyes yeah, out wound. from the eye, yep. from the uh, so spot on right there. Yeah, so that, that was nice to see. Um, and then when he does take the mask out to show him, he nods his head a little bit because now he, he has he he sees that he's piqued his interest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, his passion for screaming at him was pretty ballsy. 
Um, but I think he did that because the rest of the psychotics or the patients were all kind of causing a ruckus, making noise and dogs barking. Because he was screaming at Michael and they're all like, Jesus Christ, we're just out no, here for a bit of quiet, fresh air. They could sense the power of the mask, yeah. Nuna. That's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. Well, well okay. So you think... Shatner energy coming from the mask. 100%. <laughs> you think the Aaron Corey character then was maybe overdoing it? <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> a tad. Like, he's got he's got an air for the dramatic. Um, I do I do want to say, I love how we get the introduction of Doc, uh, Dr. Sartain. Mm. Uh, right there, that name alone. This guy's got bad guy written all over him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He does, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, plus he has a bit of he has a bit of guyliner on, from what I can tell. He does not, Doctor Sartain, friggin' seventy four, going and putting his guyliner on before he goes to walk on the wards. You say that, but he looks a bit guylinery. <laughs> Look him up right now. Go ahead. He's just an elderly emo. <laughs> I just don't Emo's think he's not I, dead. I, I just think he's got, shape, you know, really thick beautiful eyebrows. eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Very hypnotic. <laughs> That's why Kieran's <laughs> found a whole new thing. He's like, I love Dr. Sartain. Oh, no. Dr. I, Loomis. Actually, actually, I think the character should have been written out. The one, one thing about the film I don't mm. like is him. A, we knew right away he was the bad guy. He's the evil Dr. Loomis. Um, mm. And I already didn't like him from the from the get-go. They should have wrote him out. Didn't need to be there. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I love the opening credits when he's screaming at him and then it cuts to the Halloween uh, traditional logo. Yeah. And I love the fact how they brought back, well, they didn't bring it back the original pumpkin. It wouldn't have survived. <laughs> but I like how the, the pumpkin is uh, reinflating. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like it's like the original pumpkin from the original Halloween credits. Um, oh. This way they're saying we're, bring, we're breathing new life into this franchise is what they're pretty well, much exactly saying. Well, that's exactly it. it was, this, this film is, well, that pumpkin is a metaphor for this film. It took the rot that was all the other Halloweens. Mm-hmm. And reinvigorated it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I do. I uh, and let's talk about the score. This time it's John Carpenter with his son Cody Carpenter. Um, and I apologize; his name's excluding me right now. David, somebody also does the music with him. It's um, the score is really spot on. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get this out of the way, right? It's just very tribal. Um, it's got uh, just. Just very edgy and very nine inch nails. It's got a little like the opening theme in this, the way they kind of jazzed it up, it, it's a belter, <laughs> which for any of you out there that don't know what that is, means it's actually it's a proper bop. It's a good tune. Yeah. Like could you just sit and listen to it by itself. Yeah. yeah. Nuna and I watched this the other day mm-hmm. and the best way I could describe it is you are becoming the shape, throwing shapes at the club, listening to this Halloween theme. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's very catchy. The soundtrack's awesome. If anyone hasn't, I mean, most soundtracks you almost need to listen to it while you're watching the film. You know, that's the background, obviously. But most soundtracks don't stand alone, unless it's like we talked about. Uh, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, separate soundtracks like Jaws and, mm. and the original Halloween and Psycho and all these other and Star Wars and Raiders. They all have these anthems. Mm-hmm. This soundtrack you can listen without having to see the movie. It's just a good, solid score. People should check it out. And I'm looking forward to Halloween Kills. I got a couple samples of the the new stuff, and it's they even up it one more. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, pretty exciting stuff. Nice. So we we introduced uh, Lori. What do you think of Lori and what ha- what she's become? 
Now the she gets she lets the uh, podcasters come in and they ask mm-hmm. her to pretty much go visit Michael because he'll talk to you, mm-hmm. and he, she's like, no, no, he's yeah. evil. She's just right. Why would she want to go and talk to him? I I don't know why she would. And I think her character, you know, she's obviously dealing with PTSD after everything and just trying to cope and get by. And it's very easily could happen to somebody who'd been through what she went through. That's true. But there's a part of me that's kind of like, I would have almost liked her to be a bit more antagonistic towards Michael in the sense of, Go to him, be like, "Look, if you get if you get out, mm-hmm. I'm coming for you." That's exactly what I was thinking because I don't mind her having you know PTSD and 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 becoming a recluse and having these you know this mm-hmm. paranoid delude whatever. But I, th- I mean, come on, it's been what forty years and or she's whatever. been living with it every day. She hasn't I, let it go. Obviously, yeah, I know that, but I think at some point. Um, I mean, you have to have to have this for the story to the climax that we get. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it was I rather seen what Colin just said, where she mm-hmm. kind of lets her guard down just because she wants to go give him the finger, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, just saying or you know maybe that would have been a nice little scene. He she does go, and instead of um, the podcasters thinking that she's going to be all, hey Michael, what's up? Why'd you do this? She actually goes after him, like confronts him. Like you piece of yeah. shit, you even think about coming near me again, blah blah blah, or something like that. That push, pretty much that pushes him. Yeah, to want to escape. Does it like um, that's his, either his reason to escape, or or like plot to escape, or even just be Michael, make your escape there and then try to get her. I don't know. Or it could have been. It could have been. It would have been a nice little twist. If not even a twist, her whole plan was okay. I'll go with you guys, and here her whole plan was to push him. To get him to escape, so she can take him out. That I, could, I could go with that, but it does turn it again into. Well, it takes it a different way. It takes it into what we've discussed before, where a thriller movie then becomes a action movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it kind of does near the end, but yeah, mm-hmm. you, you don't want to take it too far. I suppose you want to keep it more, you know, yeah. traditional. Like, I guess you can say. And she goes in and offers Michael a fur dig. and the he's like let's go (laughs) i'll arm wrestle you yeah it's like um billy and i can't remember the other guy at the end of how uh not the end of halloween at the end of scream where they're knifing each other in the side (laughs) yeah Yeah. like well what like i don't know i think i I can understand her not going she's like nah i don't want to be around him i'll prepare if he ever gets out but i'm not going to put myself in his company um we're introduced to now the the film uh, we talk about how it kind of nods the hat to Halloween too, but it actually almost kind of retells Halloween a bit. Um, obviously, with the Laurie character in the in, in in this as well, but like the scene where we're introduced to Dave, Vicky, and Allison as they're walking down, you know, walking oh, down yeah, the, yeah. Uh, Haddonfield, the streets of Haddonfield, very reminiscent of what Linda, Annie, and Laurie did in mm-hmm. the beginning of Halloween, which I thought was nice. Um, we talked about how the acting of the first one was cheesy, um, but you like the characters, and that's important. This one, I have to say, the acting stepped up quite a bit, and I really do like the characters. A yeah, lot. this kind of follows the zombie pattern where everything's just got a little bit more refined. 
Well, you and I would argue about the zombie one. We had that argument. I Well, yes, but I'm not talking about the movie as a whole. I mean, the the quality of the actors, the writing. Oh, yes, yes. The performance as a whole. Why? Well, uh, yeah, I wouldn't go too far as to say the writing. I think the writing for this time for Halloween was pretty fair. Um, but yeah, I, um, the complexity of the story is obviously yeah. a little more. Um, Character development. Yeah. Um, I do like the line that Dave says when they're walking. And he makes the comment about um, Allison is her is Lori's granddaughter, obviously. Mm. And he and Dave makes a comment. I mean, he only killed five people by today's standards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which he's not wrong. He's not fair, wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he makes kinda, up for it in this movie, though. He fucking kills everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they do to- also do a, a reference to Halloween too about Michael being her brother. Yes, oh, yes. I, I like that. Wasn't he her brother or something? He's like, no, that's a that's a myth. Yeah, it's something people made up to make themselves feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like Universal. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that's one of the few tips of the hat that they had to two in in that movie. Um, they had him kind of carry out the same murder of the woman in the kitchen, just at making herself the sandwich. Yeah, well, he d- doesn't kill her in the first one, does he not? Or in Halloween too? But he kills her in this one. Yeah, in this one, uh huh. So he kind of finishes it off, and then you have the cowboy with the radio too. So they have we t- we nods of the hat to the two throughout this. Yes, them, really. certainly do. Mm. Uh, before before he before he uh, guessed that scene, did you guys notice? Uh, again, we talked about the nods to Halloween when Allison's sitting in the classroom and she looks, instead of when Lori was doing it in Halloween, she looks outside the classroom window, she sees Michael mm-hmm. behind the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But instead, it's also the same subject matter as well. They're talking about fate. Yep. And instead of Michael standing outside, it's her grandmother, which is Lori. Yeah. Um, Looking as scary as Michael. <laughs> here's a fun fact. The teacher's voice, that's PJ Souls, who played Linda from the original Halloween. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. See. Little cameo there. Hmm. Uh, the escape scene. Uh, I fucking love it. Yeah, it's good. Um, again, playing a monster, the first one. It's very foggy, but you can't really see much, but you can see a lot of you know white <laughs> gowns mm-hmm. running all over the place. Um, obviously, the, the, poor kid, the poor father and the kid get it. Uh, he kills the kid. He does yeah. kill the kid, and like throughout the rest of the movies, he hasn't really done that. Um the way he broke the dad's neck, like, holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, I thought it was just an awesome scene. It was, but it was one of those, that was kind of the, really, like, you got out of the car, you were on the phone to the police, and you got out of the car to see what was happening. Yeah. And nobody was replying to your calls, so you <laughs> didn't get back in the car and lock the doors. You kept walking. He's well, probably worried about his dad, you see, because his yeah, dad went out. But it's like, instinct. Self-preservation, I mean, I'd have been holding up in the car myself, to be honest yep, with you. wait till the police, the police arrive. Yep. Well, in all fairness, the kid did tell his dad not to do it. Yeah. So there was some you know, hesitation there in the beginning. Um, we get to, I like the fact Will Patton's in this. I'm a Will Patton fan. He's a good character actor. He's done some fun films. Uh, no Way Out, his best performance ever. But he plays mm-hmm. the Ho- Officer Hawkins. Um, the most sensible of all the cops that are in this film. Yes. Um, it's nice to see him. I like to see a good character actor in these kind of films. 
Um, the only problem that I have with Hawkins, though, is they talk about him being the person who stopped Loomis from killing Michael. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. He was there after he they, they killed Michael. He says he was there on the in the uh, in the patio scene at the end. He didn't. We wasn't there to stop from killing Loomis. Loomis. <laughs> he wasn't there to stop Loomis from killing Michael. He was just there. No, that, the that's crime said scene. in this movie is whenever mm-hmm. they're in the car uh, with um, uh, Allison and Sartine. It's did you know Hawkins was the first one on the side there? He stopped Loomis from killing Michael. And then he says, I'm not going to let that happen tonight. That okay. sounds familiar. I remember he said, I didn't think he said he stopped mm-hmm. him killing from Luke. Okay, well, it's funny you say that because in Halloween Kills, there's a, they're showing a scene of what Hawkins does in they go the original back Halloween. To... They go back to Halloween, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because they've casted a young Hawkins. And there's they got a, they've got a CG, very good voiceover and everything to play uh, Dr. Loomis's back and everything. It's a flashback hmm. scene. I... Uh... Well, they're saying it's pretty good. Yeah, he did. He did actually stop Loomis according to the Halloween series wiki. There you go. Well, okay. Well, we never saw that. So that's why we're probably seeing the flashback in Halloween mm. Kills. That was probably an unanswered question from that movie. I'm sitting here like, how? Why? How did Michael get captured? No explanation. Yeah, because you got to realize. it in Kills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you got to realize they got to get somebody to play Loomis because after he falls off the patio and his body disappears... He's got to run around trying to find him. So that's where Hawkins probably comes in. Yeah. Because obviously there's no hospital anymore. Cause yeah, he thankfully. Gets, he gets uh, arrested. Oh, there's hospital Halloween kill. I can't wait for Halloween kills. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a scene that I really, really like. And I think it's Jamie's uh, best performance in a long time. I, I Like I said, I mentioned the last podcast, I really enjoy her work. Yeah. But the scene where you really know how tormented she is is when she goes to dinner mm-hmm. to meet her daughter, her granddaughter, and um, uh, the granddaughter's boyfriend. Yeah, and she breaks down, and how she's shaking, and she's drinking the wine, and just the whole family dynamic. It's a great scene, and this is where I talked about in the beginning about David Gordon Green bringing that kind of element to this film because those are the kind of films he he's he's, he's, he's uh, dealt with. So you can kind of see that 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 bringing that to this and I really enjoyed that scene a lot you really see her pain but at the same time Karen is a dick oh Karen's such a dick she did my head in oh Judy Greer you didn't like it yeah the daughter is like just hurry up Michael go to her house and sort her out I can't Uh, remember the name of the her husband either oh he Um, I wasn't a big fan of him he's annoying (laughs) he's he's a tool as well Ray Maybe it's one of those, yeah, Ray, that's it. Maybe it's one of those ones if you're meant to be rooting for Michael to kill them, but unfortunately, he only kills Ray. Well, yeah. you know, really, I mean, I I agree. Well, you you got, you got to realize, though, the daughter's put up with so much with the mother. Um, and I do think I can kind of agree with you going into this, but at the end, it kind of t- turns full circle where the whole thing, you know, I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't think. I get why she would be aggressive to her to her mother. I can understand it, but if you know that it's literally mental trauma, don't be an ass about it. Yeah, but she's drinking again, and she's doing this, and she's trying to calm her down. I don't know. I I I, I get her. I get her her motivation. I can, I mean, yes, I completely understand her being not. Well, she is rude. She's not even like it's just being factual. It's just rudeness. I don't know. Her character's really unlikable, and I rooted for her death, but it didn't come. 
Uh, maybe you'll get it the next one. <laughs> we can only hope. No, uh, I thought I thought she was a bit of a dick, like to be honest. Let's get to <laughs> when, when Michael gets his mask. Do you guys catch? Did you get? Do you guys see him in the background beating the shit out of the? Uh, did you <laughs> Colin see actually that? pointed that out to me. I it's thought very, that was class. It's yeah. very faint. Mm-hmm. As she's walking, she's getting the key to the bathroom. You can just see him pounding. <laughs> Beating the he, shit out of the mechanic. In the, but it's it's very distant. You don't really see mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, let me ask you this. So mm-hmm. she goes in the bathroom. Uh, great death. I mean, just just horrible. That seems yeah, that brutal. Seems just just the fact she has to crawl through that bathroom. <laughs> that, that's the most horrifying thing about it. Yeah, no kidding. Here's what I thought, and I think maybe he's in Halloween Kills. Did he kill Aaron? <sighs> yeah. Granted, yeah, he... Beat the shit out of him pretty good, but he at the end he blinks. He's still alive. He could have passed out. It's not confirmed that he's dead. Like your other oh, girl is definitely dead. dead. Like he he snaps her neck like a twig. But no, oh no, she's dead. I know that. But I always thought maybe Aaron did it, and he might be coming back as the uh, extra character. No, I'm no. pretty sure he's dead. All right, well, I saw his eyes open, so I'm just saying. Yeah, maybe. he's blinking, but that's just like. The final flickers of life. Death blinking. No, listen to you thing. guys being all poetic. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he he goes to the trunk and he puts on the mask. What you guys think? Is that pretty cool? It is. Yeah. yeah I, love, I, I really enjoy that scene. Uh, not just the mask part. All of it as a whole because it is just brutal. Mm-hmm. Dropping the teeth over the door. Yeah. Slamming that guy's head. Cr- like, Whatever the jaw, her just lifting the, her up. Yeah, just, it's so good. And you see his jaw kind of like oh, wide open, the, the mechanic's jaw. Guy yeah, lying on the counter. On the yeah. Mm-hmm. Just good. shows how dangerous he is and just he is an unstoppable force, you know, even if he's not powered by a cult in this one. And like this dude's 60. Yeah. It's about, yeah, he's like 60 years of age and he's like just kicking everyone's ass. I, I don't know. I yeah, guess he's had time in the prison yard. He's just been doing those reps. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we talked about this in what was it? The Rob Zombie one. It's just like, yeah, he's been mm-hmm. just working out for you know, 15 years. This guy's had 40 years. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think it's even power. I think it's all just rage. We that talked too. about that last one. I think he's just ready. That's it. I'm coming. Mm-hmm. Um, be interesting to see why he comes back. Hopefully, they, may, they might give us a different reason. In Got the board uh, waiting. Yeah, and Halloween kills. <laughs> but again, it comes down to, do we want a reason? That's what ruined Halloween 2 and all the others is. Mm-hmm. We don't want to know why Michael kills. We just want to see him do it. Yeah. And it's funny you bring that up because we're going to get to the, this is where it becomes uh, the second half. And this is where you talked about Nula, where he bumps into the kid of the radio. Mm-hmm. And right there, the Halloween theme starts. Um, and then he walks and he goes to the neighbor with the, um, she has the, uh, the curlers in her hair and she's making the ham sandwich, just like homage to the second one. And then bashes her with a hammer. He throws the hammer away and goes, Oh, I'll take the knife. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, Upgrade. Ooh, upgrades. It's <laughs> nice. So people, there was, there was one of the arguments was, well, well, how does Lori know where he is? And how is this? People don't realize he wasn't going after Lori at all. No, he's just out for a, he was a going house, murder. He was going house to house. Because if you watch the film, he goes in, he kills the girl, he kills the lady with the hammer, right? Mm. Then he walks about, and then the camera becomes Michael. This is my favorite scene in the film. It's fucking brilliant. 
he wa- when the scene where he walks up and there's this is the homage to the girl who was killed in the second one, the neighbor. So he walks up and he walks up to the front of the neighbor's house in the patio and you see his face in the glass. Mm-hmm. You know, the, all right. It's a point of view shot. But the camera stays there and Michael leaves and you just see Michael leave from the side of the house. Yes. And the neighbor comes to the front of the house and then you just see Michael come up behind her and just stick her right through the throat. Brilliant. It is a one long shot and it is the best shot in the film. Hands yeah, but down. it's better done than Halloween 2's death. Oh, I know, but you got to realize advancements in technology and stuff like that. And people have begun to, uh, you know, learn stuff with the camera, what they can and what they can't do. I think it's an unfair comparison, to be fair to you. Uh, well, no, I think it is because, again, revisiting 2, he literally jumps out and stabs her. That's not a Michael thing. Michael doesn't jump out. <laughs> Peekaboo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I... That was the only thing he said for the next 30 years. <laughs> Peekaboo, I'm not here. <laughs> you can't see me. That's why Sartain wants to know what did he say. Like, what did he say to you? Uh, I was like, like, he said peekaboo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so after he kills her, and then he stops. And then we, we see um, the p- best character in the film, Julian, the little black kid who's being babysat. Kid's very funny. Um, he's a he's a he's a great character. He's the only one with sense. Yeah, in this whole um, film, really. <laughs> but what, the, what people didn't notice was that Michael stops, um, or is that before he kills neighbor? Either way, he stops, and we see Julian's parents going away to you know to a costume party. Oh, that was them getting into the BMW. The, yes, the slutty nurse and the doctor. Yes. So my that's my hope that he's just going house to house. That's the mm-hmm. whole point of people thought, well, why is he looking for Lori? He's not. He's just randomly killing. See, because anyone I, actually I was... think he was looking for Lori? Yes, that was one of the reviews. I read a lot of reviews on this, and like, well, it's so stupid. Way he's not. He's just going. He's just killing spree. Yeah. That's all he's, he's doing. He's looking for him, not he's looking for her. Yeah, and that's that's another thing because when he goes into this house, which is the Bob and Linda's deaths are copied in this one. Um, from Halloween. Did you notice that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I thought the, the banter between these two, I thought these two characters were fun. Um, sadly, yes, they do get their compens. And I do love when Julian just runs down the stairs. Get the fuck out of here, man. This guy's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to die, Dave. <laughs> uh, but he gets stabbed and hung up on the wall. Yeah. It's through the neck as well, I yes, think you pointed out to me, Nulo. Yeah. 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 Through the brutal. neck. Which is more uh, believable because uh, the knife then doesn't need to be two feet long. Um, and then obviously she's covered in the, uh, in the, in the uh, bob sheet, in the bob sheet. Yeah. So very, and so anyways, domestic disturbance. And obviously that's how she knows he's over there. So let's get that a whole, everyone thinks that he's hunting her and whatnot. No, she was hunting him. Um, but well, speaking of the domestic disturbance, right? Yeah. This is something that confused us when we were rewatching it there the other day. Why is it only ever one officer dispatched? So Hawkins oh, is the only one to show up to the It's a, it's a domestic outbreak. disturbance. Why would anyone else care? Because well, um, a killer wrong. had broke out that had terrorized the, ta- the town X Yeah, they are aware of Michael's on the loose. Yeah, on Halloween they, night. I, and I know that, but they're all, they're all around doing their own thing. He, he did again, show up. Because, he, prob- because the prob- 20 the cars probably died with the bus. That's why. You know, 23 20- cops. <laughs> 
20, 20 cop cars aren't going to show up in two seconds. Domestic disturbance well, no. doesn't mean. But what well, cops showed up, and I mean, I, but I, I didn't think anything of that. Usually they have a partner. They don't send them out in singles. It's usually doubles. Yeah. This is small town USA. This isn't. Yes, but LA. then later on you see two cops in one car. So yeah, that well, is a thing. Well, yeah, of course it is. But that's also the fact that they're also. Um, they know that now this is serious, so they have to take him. They got to house it and uh, protect mm. them. Stake out. I know. I just thought it was a bit odd. No, I didn't even yeah. question it. Didn't even question it. Figured you two would. <laughs> God. Question everything. But you see the shot where it was pretty cool where she shoots the mirror. She thinks it's him. Mm-hmm. That's actually. That's Nick Castle that's, as well, isn't it? That's Nick Castle, the guy who originally played him. Yeah, I thought um, that was really cool. I'm just yeah. having him like glaring out the window at her. Yeah, because that was the first time she sees Michael and vice versa. So it's kind of cool. And the cast mm-hmm. back on the set. Um, now, but- the important thing when she's then going out to hunt Michael, did you notice the masks on some of the children? <laughs> Colin pointed these out. Oh, um, I saw the Halloween three masks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw those. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> I, the thing is, I hadn't, I'd never noticed it because I hadn't watched Halloween three. Then rewatched it there again. Uh, was it, it was whenever I texted you? Uh, was it last weekend or whatever it was? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'm just watching it because I was like, there it is. Yeah, stuck out like a sore thumb. I like that. I do like it. It's almost set up in the yeah. same universe, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we just need to get Tom Atkins back. He can. <sighs> he can. He can stay where from whence he came. He can go to high school. Pick <laughs> oh, up a new back friend. for Halloween kills. <laughs> um, so now the hunt begins once uh, the uh, the deaths start. Uh, the body count is just piling up, and we kind of we kind of know that Doctor Sartain's nuts at this point. He goes, "I want to know what it's like to be in his mind. I want to know what it's like. Why he did. I want to know why he kills." What's it feel like? I'm like I'll be like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Mm. I, well, yes, his, his character is very, like... Shitty. Yeah. And I don't know if, again, it comes down to... It's his performance that, that doesn't yeah, sell it. Yeah, it, it is his performance. He, he gives it away too easily. Yes. But if somebody said to me, like, I wonder what it's like to kill somebody, I wouldn't think that they were mental. You, you know. There's a difference between... You know, I, I was studying them for a long time, and we got to know what makes these guys tick. You know, what what, mm-hmm. what drives them to do what they do. That's normal. Not, I look at him all the time, <laughs> and I, I want to be him. I want to blah. Yeah. I mean, There's no mention of the evil. <laughs> um, he's the complete opposite end of Loomis. He's the complete opposite yeah. end of the spectrum. Um, Not keep Michael away. This one's let's find out why he is. You should have got rid of the character. He was pointless. Mm. It was. I do a, agree with that one. He was kind of wasted. He was a Loomis ripoff. Um, just get rid of him. Didn't need him. He allowed Michael to skip, though, didn't he? He did. So that's why he's there. Yeah, but you didn't even need that. He he could have been transported. He could have broke out himself. Who cares? Mm. Who cares if he helped him break out? You know, it's just a, a plot twist, which was stupid. Um, and quite frankly, I think his death's a little over the top. Um, Ooh, no, we, I'm okay with it. I think, come on, no man can 
I know we're going to go with Michael's evil and the power. I think this mm-hmm. gets a little overkill when he crushes his entire face with one big boot. Um, well, he does not It's just the top of his head. Yeah. Just like the top part, wherever he hits it, it just pops it. I just, I don't know. I just think it's over the top. I just, you know. Just... Ah, boo, boo. Oh, <laughs> Great. That. I'm glad he's well, out it's, it's, it's a bit more <laughs> creative than just... Here's another stabbing. Here's another stabbing. Always <laughs> hey, oh, choked somebody. Oh, speaking of that. So when we were talking about when he was going through the houses, mm-hmm. um, his little killing spree, did you see the scene where he stops, looks at the baby, and then walks away? Yes. Yes. Why did they do that? To make you think that he was going to kill the baby. Or again, does it come back to much like Halloween 1978? He doesn't kill Tommy. He doesn't kill any of the kids. But he kills the, the kid in the car. Yeah. He does. But see, but that, I, that's <laughs> why I think they did that, because it was like, oh, look, Michael's killing kids now. And then he he goes to the, the cot and then looks at this child, this baby, and you think, oh, no, he's not going to go that far. Michael hasn't got that bad. And he goes, no, <laughs> not quite there yet. And then moves on. I thought it would have been good if... He stopped and went, coochie, coochie, coo. <laughs> Tickle the baby with a knife. Or scared him. Just was like, ugh. No, I I don't mind it. And here, here's my take on why he killed the first kid. Michael, just like Predator, has a code of ethics. He killed him because he was armed. Because he was an armed child. Yeah, um, he had because a, gun. a lot of other people weren't, but they were adult, I guess. Mm hmm. They're, yeah. they're adult, that's fine, they're fair game Kids aren't, they're not armed But that kid had a gun, therefore Fair game It's kind of like the kid who walked into with the radio He grabs him by the shoulder going Hey, watch your step Otherwise, yeah, be, be careful young guy, there's people out here tonight <laughs> uh, you see, Now kids, today's lesson <laughs> yeah. Public service <laughs> announcement by Michael Myers <laughs> Um, I always thought I always thought that that was interesting. I thought personally they gave him a human side, is why they did it. And maybe you're right. That's why he doesn't kill kids because that's his human side. Mm. Uh, because this all went to hell when he was a kid. So maybe there's that's something there. I don't know. Maybe they'll reference it in the new one. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Um, what did you now? You have the boyfriend. Um, I won't even talk about this scene. It's stupid. I, I thought the scene was stupid. This with, whole with, breakup scene thing. Yeah, that Ugh. was stupid. And that uh, character is so unlikable. Yes. Uh, now, he plays Lonnie's son. Now, Lonnie's mm-hmm. in the first movie, remember? Remember the kids going, hey, go up to the Myers house. Go up to the Myers house. Oh, yes, go that's knock. right. They're the goes, wee kids that yep. um, push Tommy over too with the pumpkin. Yeah, and he goes, mm-hmm. Lonnie, hey, Lonnie, get your ass away from there. Oh, yeah. Yes. Lemus stands are smiling like, hey, I did a good thing. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. That's uh Hey, Lonnie. <laughs> He's, um, and Lonnie's dad's going to be in the, in the new one. But yeah, so anyways, it just le- it just gives a reason for Oscar to get killed. I thought his was kind of clever with the nightlights. Yeah, you know, I, I felt bad off. for him. I did. He had a pretty, pretty gruesome death too, thrown on top mm. of that gate. Um, that would hurt. He did, but he was also a dick. Yeah, I he, don't know. He was no. He I was drunk, he was and he he was drunk, and he was being a creeper. And he was, yeah, the, yeah. But he knew right away he made a mistake. 
I don't think. But because she made sure to to tell him that he made a mistake. Exactly. He only knew he made a mistake because Mm -hmm. he tried and got rejected. The mistake is not just not picking up on any of the hints that she wasn't putting out there. Yeah. He misread the signs because he likes her and he was drunk and whatever, you know, innocent kid and whatnot. But yeah. As you said, um, there were all these scantily clad women dancing all sexy. They gave him, what was it? They gave him some major chub or something. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Great line, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Give us a laugh, but Uh, yeah, it didn't make him very likable. uh, I don't know. I, I, I kind of fell for him. I I felt bad for him. I did. Because you see him... He's thinking he's talking to the neighbor and he's like, you know, I'm sorry. I just made a mistake and I'm cutting through your garden and I really upset a girl that I like. And you're kind of like, oh, per kid, you know. That's what I'm saying. You got to yeah. give him some street cred. Mm-hmm. God, no. you hate, you hateful bastard. But he, yes. hateful bastard. I would be dad. on Michael's side on this. I would just walk up to him and kill him. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. I'm on Michael's side, period. Just kill stuff. I'm cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but obviously we find out that... Uh, the daughter and all end up going to her house, which is pretty much like Fort Knox. This is now the showdown is the part I liked, and well, I like the whole film, but the showdown where Michael starts, you know, he keeps, you know, puts his hand through the door and he grabs her, his fucking hand's huge. Now, and gotta be honest, she, this part annoyed me because I'm like, wait a minute, you have six locks on your door, you have all these floodlights, whatever else, security. And then you put your head up against the two pieces of glass on the other side of the door where he is likely, well, where he was. Like, what did you expect to happen? And more importantly, why did you have glass in your door to begin with? Yeah. But still, like, really, you, you That's can be where you're stupid going enough to put her head there yes. and be like, oh, come, come grab me, Michael. The whole thing was set up. <laughs> well, anyways, he puts his hand through it. God, ruin my moment. Yes. And she takes a shotgun and blows his hand pretty much off. <laughs> yep. And, he, and you hear him scream. I like that. Well, you hear him moan. Yeah, uh, there's a... Uh, yeah, motherfucker. You didn't hear that? <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. This is going to hurt in the morning. <laughs> um, but my point is, you brought the comment. We talked about how um, you didn't like the daughter. And this could... And I, I I didn't like the actress Judy Greer. She's a more comedic actress. And but anyways, I liked the fact the whole thing was the setup. Their whole thing was to get him down here. And when um, Lori, you think gets her comeuppance, disappears, and Michael's coming down the stairs, she starts crying, acting like this child. I can't do this. I'm not brave enough. I'm not like my mother. And then just to fool Michael, and then she goes, you know. You know, fuck off. Gotcha. Like, fucking gotcha. gotcha. Mm-hmm. And blows Michael. And then Laurie comes what? out. She what? She does what to Michael? <laughs> blows him off this the This is way. a different movie. Extra, I did not see this version. Well, this is a director's cut. <laughs> Damn, that's one hell of a director's cut. It's called Halloween. Halloween. got a heavier bass and a bit more funk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Halloween trick-or-treats. <laughs> but then... <laughs> she got more than a razor blade. And then Lori comes out, you know, happy Halloween, you know. Uh, and then, obviously, he gets thrown down into the pit and then set on fire. Um, I like that whole plot twist where because the whole way you said that the way the daughter was behaving toward Lori was you know inexcusable and whatever blah 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 but at the end end of the day 
you the, the way that that character was written, like you guys said, and the way she started crying and felt like she was vulnerable and she can't do this. You believed her like, oh yeah, I knew this was going to happen. What a push because, you know, this is the way her character was written. But then the whole, then two seconds later, she, flip, you know, turns it and goes, gotcha. Yeah, because she, she did at that point, but I don't think that was her whole thing throughout the movie is we're oh, planning, no, you know, I, to I, kind of, to get Michael in a trap. So that, that part was good, but the, the rest of the movie, she was just annoying. Um, but I do, I do enjoy this part of the movie because you really get to see what Laurie had been planning this whole time. She has um, each of the bedrooms and the other rooms have uh, shutters that come down. So she's going in and checking each room and then locking it down as soon as she knows that Michael isn't there, which is so freaking smart. Um, and each of the rooms are pretty much fitted with like a blowtorch, like a big f- fucking flamethrower. Yeah. Mm-hmm which is pretty cool. And the fight between the two of them where she gets pushed over the balcony, I really enjoyed because that's the end of Halloween 1 where yeah. he's over the balcony and, you know, she Loomis looks down and he's gone. And then her, she's gone and it almost looks like the angel you guys were making fun of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it almost has that indent, the same indent that he had in mm-hmm. Halloween 2 when, uh, when that, yeah. yeah. No, it's, I, lo- I love the, the, the nodding of the caps. In this one. Oh, big time. And the part that I really enjoy too is whenever you see Laurie appear behind him from the shadow and her face comes out of the dark. Yeah. And she she like, attacks him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I mean it's 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 peppered in, but but really, really well done. And when it is peppered in, the role's reversed, which is nice. Yeah. Because yeah. this time she's got him. Um going back to Karen. And actually way further back than that to Dave and Vicky making a quick quip back at the start of the movie. Mm. Talking about if I were you, I would just put up a Christmas tree and forget Halloween altogether. (laughs) And funny enough, Karen is wearing a Christmas jumper through most of the movie. Fair. You pointed that out. (laughs) Actually, I hadn't noticed that, but yeah, it was good. Uh, I didn't notice that. No? Now, Kieran. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about Karen now, given that she would rather celebrate Christmas than Halloween? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't. She was a whore. I never liked her. I never said I did. <laughs> there we go. That's, that's, there we go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Karen. <laughs> this goes back to the, uh, like, shit. You should have written that character out. She should have been dead. <laughs> she was just a wee bit wooden at times. That's, you know, and she was quite, as Colin said, a bit rude. She was, but I, I got her frustration. You, I took it. I saw more of her point of view rather than your guys saying your point of view. I, I don't. I think she's she just had enough. I thought the fa. I thought uh, Ray was kind of annoying. Oh, like yeah. a peanut butter in my penis. Who says that? Yeah, who says penis? You'd say I got some on my jeans or whatever. Not specifically your penis. Your penis implies that it's out. Yeah. <laughs> What's he doing with that peanut butter? He's wandering about with it hanging out the front of his <laughs> jeans at breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Extra, extra creamy peanut butter. <laughs> he pours his daughter some orange juice and it just happens to lay on the table next. He's reaching over. OJ and sausage. In this one, uh, when. Uh, wait, wait a minute. When, uh, when she gets. When uh, the daughter, Allison, gets in the backseat of the car with Michael. Yeah, you would shit yourself. That would suck. Oh my god. Like, it would be an instantaneous thing. Um, I am curious about that scene, though. How does Sartain, with one arm, 
drag a dead weight Michael into the car? It's a good question. Evil. Yeah, that's true. He did have he did have the mask on, so he's being powered by the mask at that point. There you go. Evil. The evil Sartain. Um. Now, now, uh, this is where Will Patton he kills the cop. I like Will Patton, Officer Hawkins, in this scene too, which bothered me. But what I want to ask Kieran, yes, is given how much you love Halloween, uh-huh. and you saw what it became through Halloween three, four, five, and we won't say three. We won't say three. We'll say four, five, six, seven, twelve, sure. hundred. Um, are you worried Halloween kills and? Halloween was it Halloween ends. Yes, yes. Are going to do to this Halloween what they did to the original? No, no, no. I do ex- not think it gets a bit silly. No, no I, I am. So I excited. enjoy the character, but do you not think there comes a point where it's just like you should die? Well, yeah, of course that, of course that. No, these guys have a well-oiled machine. They wrote all these together, one big okay. story. It wasn't like, oh, box office hit, quick, get a sequel going. It so was, they were hoping. No, they already had the titles out. It was Halloween, Halloween Kills, Halloween Ends. That was already in the books. They were already written. Okay, so, James, so it's not going to be the sellout. Let's make these guys really knew what they were doing. I'm so fucking excited right now to see Kills. I have and a question, though. Like, where are they going to go? Like, Michael just got burned to a crisp. I, you know what? Okay, anyone who hasn't seen it, I accidentally watched the trailer. Fucking hate. Why did I do that? It gives away way too much. But yeah, they explain what happens. I won't tell you guys what happened. Um, but it's better than him and Halloween 2 burning up <laughs> and then waking up from okay. a coma. Oh. Um, I have purposely stayed away from the trailer just because I don't want to know. It ta- I will say this. It takes place literally 30 seconds. They're literally in sync. It takes place the minute we get cut off with them in the back of the truck. It starts with Michael. I don't. I didn't. I'm okay. trying to stay away from everything else. But um, listen, I, I love this film. I think it's it was by far the best horror sequel I've seen ever. Love it. I mean, I love Psycho Two. I like Jaws Two. Believe it or not, um, I like well, Halloween. Okay. I liked Halloween Two. Um, but I'm telling you, this blows it out of the water. The continuity, the time, I mean, everything about it mirrors what worked for the original. We talked about Ghostbusters 2 and Halloween 2, how they tried to do a copy and paste, and they tried to do mm-hmm. what worked for the original, but it fell flat. This did what the original did and upped it. And I, I just, I just, I'm just, just so pleased that this movie came out. Just a, yeah. just a gem of a film. It's a, a worthy sequel, and I'm kind of glad they went back to the start, really, you know, and took it from the first movie. Um, and yeah, with all the other stuff, I haven't seen all the all the other ones. I've seen a few of them, but I haven't seen maybe four and five in that. And I'm quite glad that I haven't I haven't heard what goes on in them. It just seems so stupid. Um, so yeah, I think this did a good job. I'm completely against both of you. I think this movie is dog shit. Ah, uh, you're a big spoofer. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I couldn't even do it seriously. I know. No, <laughs> it's a great I, movie. Wow. See, you're not a big horror fan, so I'm very. It's really interesting to see the Halloween franchise kind of brings you in because even with Halloween three, you're like, ah, oh, fuck, you gotta love this piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, Halloween three is the good kind of bad, though. Yeah. 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 This is just the good kind of good. Yeah. Halloween three is kind of like I I come in peace. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, actually, we know. 
I think Halloween 3 is better than I come in peace. Oh, yeah, I know, but you know what I mean. The same. Yeah, I do, yeah. So bad, it's good. Um, but no, Halloween... The movies that are just called Halloween are the good ones. So <laughs> Halloween 1978, Halloween 2007, the Rob Zombie one, and Halloween 2018. They are the good ones. Everything else so far has been eh. Oh, there you go. Um, all excited. Next, uh, <laughs> hey, Halloween. Christmas. Halloween kills. I'll be seeing that about three or four times that day. Um, so I'll have I'll be all well ready to talk about it and to be able to uh, I don't know spoil everything for y'all who doesn't see the film before I do. <laughs> Why don't you go dressed up as Michael? No, I got lose a couple pounds because then I'll look like I'll look like George Wilbur's Michael Myers in Halloween Four. <laughs> Man, lockdown just sitting not... there eating popcorn under your mask. <laughs> lockdown hasn't done you well, Michael. I'm tired. Yep, lockdown hits uh, hits serial killers as bad as the rest of us. Well, they at least they wear masks. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, one um, cannot see the chins behind the mask. Like uh, looking like a big bloated Michael Myers, big chipmunk cheeks. (laughs) (laughs) I look like the Stay Puff guy. The white mask. The Stay Puff Myers guy. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right, guys, we're going to wrap this one up after my self esteem's been shot. Um, <laughs> like a weed By yourself, it was a suicide. <laughs> I know. I brought myself down. Uh, listen, uh, give, us a, give us a follow at Citizen Frame underscore podcast and, of course, on Facebook. And mm. uh, we obviously thank you for listening. Uh, Colin Nula, thank you for joining me. Mm. No problem. Thanks for having us again. Cool. And next time will be Halloween Kills. Ooh. Scary. Shake your shelves. Nah, I already did. (laughs) The first time today. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Have a good night. Y'all, 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 y'all. 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 There you go. We'll, We'll end with that one. Later. Bye.